Let us pray. O God, who through the grace of adoption chose us to be children of light, grant, we pray, that we may not be wrapped in the darkness of error, but always be seen to stand in the bright light of truth. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last Sunday's gospel, the apostles being in the boat during the storm on the lake with our Lord asleep on the back seat, sets the stage for this Sunday's longer form of the gospel, where our Lord is summoned to the bed of a dying girl. Could there be anything more desperate, more urgent? And he stops to talk to this older woman who has already been cured. Seems especially appropriate after the latest events in our human history that our Lord is reminding us when, when all seems lost, when you're, when you're at the point or beyond the point of desperation, d- don't worry. Have faith. Consider this. The woman with the hemorrhage was already cured. Our Lord could have kept on walking. She's, she's good. She's fine. I've I've got somewhere urgent to go. But he stops. And he takes time with her. Moreover, he would already know who touched him. He would already know why. And he still entertains the conversation with her. Sometimes in the narrative of the gospel, there's a long conversation which is summarized by just a few words. Our Lord explaining all the scriptures on the road to Emmaus. We read that after Easter. Or in this instance, the woman realizing what had happened to her, approached in fear and trembling, she fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. How long did that take? That was a long story. Years of suffering, spending all of her money, only getting worse, only suffering at the hands of doctors, not being healed. And then he continues on. When he gets to the home of the synagogue official, the young girl has died. We shouldn't think that he's indifferent, but he's still in charge. And he both tries to lift their spirits and teach a lesson at the same time and simply tells them, don't be afraid, just have faith. Obviously, you had enough faith in me to come get me. You had enough confidence in me to search me out and to summon me to your home. So continue to have that confidence and that faith. This lesson in patience and confidence when all seems lost... taught on the sea in the storm-tossed boat, taught on the way to the synagogue official's home, 
is taught again when our Lord goes to the tomb of Lazarus, his friend. And this time it's even more emphatic that what he is doing is deliberate to teach a lesson. Martha and Mary and Lazarus are good friends. We've already read about them in the gospel. And our Lord, learning of the situation, takes several days to start the journey. And when news reaches them, just before they arrive, that Lazarus is dead, what does Jesus say? He says, good. This is so that you know that the Son of Man has power over life and death. Again, don't be fooled. He's not indifferent. He arrives at the tomb of his friend and he, and he weeps. And it occasions Martha making an act of faith that there will be a resurrection, that there will be life after death. Consider even the detail of how our Lord, after the girl is raised from the dead, now mind you, when he says the girl is just asleep, he's not telling them she isn't physically dead. She's just hard to wake up. The way our Lord speaks is very clear. When he, when he speaks of physical death, he merely refers to that as slumber. He speaks about death when someone's soul is dead because of mortal sin. So the girl is dead physically. He raises her up and he tells everyone, don't speak of this. He also implies, don't get carried away. I, I raised her from the dead, but I didn't fill her stomach. So give her something to eat. But the previous episode, on the way to the synagogue official's house, where the older woman has been cured, that's on display for everyone to see. The shorter form of the gospel, I know sometimes you probably get your hopes up and I read the shorter form, and I know I never do. Today should be a good lesson in that. Why? Because the shorter form leaves out the woman with the hemorrhage, which is really the whole point. Be patient. Have confidence. Our Lord might seem to have forgotten about you. Don't worry, he hasn't forgotten about you. Moreover, who is the example of faith in this gospel? It's the woman with the hemorrhage. For years she's been suffering. She's been spending all of her money and only getting worse. And has she quit? No. In fact, we know that the synagogue official after getting our Lord to agree to come to his home, has gathered a large crowd around our Lord, pressing forward. This older woman, obviously in weakened condition, has enough tenacity to get through that crowd to be able to touch Jesus. Don't think of this as some kind of lazy attempt to, oh, he's passing by, I think I'll just hold my fingers out and he'll... He'll touch my fingers with the hem of his cloak. No. Imagine one of those nuns in Rome who's elbowing her way to the front of the line to be able to touch the Pope. That's what's going on here. She is our role model. 
And so our Lord is telling us, when, when all seems lost, d- don't stop praying. You were, you were praying to me when this was unraveling. Why would you stop praying when it seems to continue to unravel? You had faith in me yesterday or a week ago or a year ago. That was, that was real faith. Just because you didn't get what you wanted instantly doesn't mean your, your faith is unfounded. Persevere. Don't be afraid. It happens to us in a lot of different ways. You're sick, and you're better, and you're sick again, and you're better, and then you get sick again. You're overwhelmed, your house is full, and guess what? Here's another baby. You're barely able to pay your bills, and you get laid off. You have great friends, until you speak the truth. In simple ways and in complicated ways, we all get to the end of our rope where we think it it can't get any worse. What am I to do? Am I supposed to quit? So I encourage you to be an optimist, not a pessimist. When people say it can't get worse, you should say, oh no, it can get worse. And don't be afraid. Just have faith. Especially these days, we're still reeling. Our Lord and Savior gave a guarantee about only one thing on this earth that will prevail against the gates of hell. And it is not the United States of America. It is the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We belong to both. Only one will last forever. And remember, too, that our Lord didn't just use examples to convey this message about continuing to have faith. He taught that lesson definitively by dying on the cross. Among the many words, the seven last words that he uttered in his hours of agony, There's one particular prayer which should be on our lips readily. Psalm 22. Not just the first words of it, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, but all of it. That's your homework assignment. Psalm 22. At your funeral, we can read Psalm 23. While you're alive, we'll read Psalm 22. And make no mistake, he died so that we would not have to suffer what we deserve for our sins. But he died in such a way as to teach us how we will have to die and to be detached from the world, to cling only to what will last forever, to remain faithful to all that is true and good and beautiful, regardless the cost. When all seems darkest, God is about to prevail. And so we pray, O God, who through the grace of adoption chose us to be children of light, grant we pray that we may not be wrapped in the darkness of error, but always be seen to stand in the bright light of truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.